help us to preach the word. I know I'm not able to do it. But you can anoint this small vessel in order for your word to be preached in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you can lead your people into understanding and revelation of the word. I pray, Lord, that you may open up our eyes to see. In Jesus' name, open up our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to comprehend and to have the revelation from your word. Lord, we don't want to be just hearers, but we want to be doers, to practice what we are listening from your word today, Lord. I pray, Lord, that every person that is receiving this teaching here in this church or maybe on the internet, they can be transformed by the power of the seed that is your word. Your word is powerful. And I pray for this fresh anointing upon us and upon every single person that is listening to this teaching. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody say amen, amen and amen. Are you with me? Are you ready for the word? If you are ready for the word, please. As I said to you, sometimes Jesus said that the sower sows the seed. And some seeds fall on the floor. Why? Because no one catches. <laughs> and then, please, if you receive this word, you catch. You receive it, put in your heart. And then you are going to receive what this seed have for your life. Can you say amen? amen. Then when you, are, when you believe, when you agree, you say amen. Because when you say amen, I know that this word is entered into your heart. <laughs> because if you, if you get distracted, Satan will steal this word. And I... Weeks ago, I started a series of messages, The Power of the Seed. How many of you were blessed by, by then? Okay? And uh, today I will conclude this series. And this series was based on the parable of the sower that you can find in, in Matthew 13. In Mark chapter 4 and Luke chapter 8. And when the Bible repeats the same thing many times, it's because it's very, very important. And according to Jesus, this parable is a key for you to understand all the other parables. And not just the other parables, but for you to understand this book. Because this book is full of seeds. Do you agree? Yes. This book is full of seeds from the Lord. And Jesus said, if we have this understanding and revelation of this seed that we are receiving, it will lead you to produce fruits 30, 6, and 100 times. Amen? Amen. And Jesus explained, after he gave this parable, he explained that the sower sows the seed. The seed is the word of God. And the seed produces faith. Amen. And this is what I'm going to, to teach today. Today's message is, the seed produces faith. Could you repeat after me? The seed produces faith. This seed produces faith. This is what Jesus said. 
And God sent his word, his word through the sower. Those who are sowing the seeds. And his word will always come in a form of a seed. Always. Everything you need. Everything you are reading. Never will come in the form of what you are expecting. Never ever. Always you are going to receive what? A seed. And you have to do something with this seed. If you don't do something with this seed, it will not work in your life. Because always God will send a seed into our hearts. And you have to do something. It's your responsibility. It's not God's responsibility. And, but Jesus said one thing. That as soon as you receive the word, as soon as you receive this seed, the devil will come immediately. Or as soon as you receive it, the devil will come. If he doesn't take this seed here, he's going to take when you are downstairs. Or maybe when you are at home, inside of your house. Because some people receive the seed with joy. But... He, he will come immediately. Jesus said that. And also it's not God who decided the type of soil that you are going to be in. It's not God's business. The type, what kind of soil are you? Are you the one who is receiving and producing fruits? Are you the one that... Like the Lord is moving your life through all these words that you are receiving... Or you receive a word and tomorrow you don't remember of it anymore. And this is why. It's so important when you come to church. Bring a notebook. Write down the word of God. Sometimes if you go to the school. If you go to college. What do you do there? You take notes to remember. Because if you don't remember you're going to fail. And many people don't give any importance to the word of God. This is the truth. Because sometimes on Wednesday I'm going to say, what did the pastor preach? You don't remember even who preached. <laughs> who preached? Paulo? Marcio? <laughs> who preached? Hmm. You receive the seed and you are responsible and you have the responsibility to make it germinate. Can you say amen? amen. Jesus said, if the seed enters the human heart, the seed will produce the fruits. Why I am teaching about the power of the seed? Why? Because it is this seed that will produce faith. Is this seed, what I am preaching to you, that will produce faith in your heart. And this faith will produce salvation. And deliverance. And healing. And all kind of miracles. Everything is this seed that will produce in your life. And also, 1 John 5, verse 4, says, for, let's read all together, please. For whatever is born of God, overcomes the world. And this is the victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world. What? Our faith. This is the victory. This is the victory. Your, the victory is your faith. And if you want to be a victorious Christian, a Christian full of the Holy Spirit, you have to be, be full of God's seed. And you have to keep this seed inside of you. You need to take notes. You need to remember. You need to read it again. You need to keep it inside of you. Until the seed produces the fruit. Can you say amen? amen. 
And this is today's message. The seed produces faith. Look to the person next to you and say, the seed produces faith. The seed produces faith, yeah. If this seed grows in your heart, you have faith to fight against the darkness, okay? You, if this seed grows inside of you, the word of God, you're going, you're going to have the, this faith to fight against demons, against sin. Maybe you are sinning against the Lord. You have some kind of sin that you cannot overcome. Always you are falling this the same sin. David said, I will keep your word in my heart that I cannot sin against you. Or this faith will lead you to persevere and to stand firm in Jesus until you reach the kingdom of heaven. Amen. This, is, this is why I am preaching and teaching about this faith. Why I am repeating, why I am teaching one week, another week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Why? Because I know once is not enough. Sometimes we, we listen something, the next week we do not remember, we don't remember it anymore. And this is why I have, you have to read once, twice, three times. There are some passages I have read hundred times in the Bible. Hundred times for me. To have the discernment and understanding and revelation. And Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed for what? For the lack of knowledge. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And this Greek word knowledge here means discernment, revelation. Some people, they know the, le the letter, the word, what they can read, but they have no discernment. They have no revelation of the word. And knowledge comes from revelation that the seeds produce in our hearts. Okay? The seeds enter in your heart, and the seeds produce this revelation. And then you have this revelation saying, Lord, you are faithful. I know you are going to fulfill every promise that you are, have given to me. But when you don't have the seed inside of you, in the next day, in the next week, or the next month, you say, and now, Lord, I am lost. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. God said that many of his people, the Christians, people who have been already saved, they have their life destroyed by the lack of discernment. This is talking about my people. It's not the people outside the church. My people have been destroyed because of this lack of discernment. Or the lack of revelation has led Christians to have a defeated life. But when I am saying that the word of God produces miracles, do you know the greatest miracle that the Lord can perform in our lives? Do you know what is the greatest miracle? The greatest miracle the, the word of God produces in our life is salvation. Did you know? This is the greatest miracle. Salvation. But your salvation is only the beginning of your faith. Can you imagine if you just satisfied? Oh, I am saved and I am going to heaven. No. It's because your salvation, if you accepted Jesus, if you're born again, you the Bible says, my beloved brother. Ephesians 2, 2, 8. It's by grace you have been, been saved through faith. How can you be, you be saved? It's by grace through faith. Faith is the beginning. It's just the starting point. But 
The Bible says, beloved brothers, in Hebrews 10.38 says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Or you have been saved by faith. But now the challenge is you to keep living by faith. You were saved by faith, but now you cannot stop using your faith. Now you have to live by faith. Everything you do, it's by faith. Every circumstance, everything that you are going through, this is how should you live. Look to the person next to you because it's too quiet say you have to live by faith. To the other one say you have to live by faith. You must live by faith. Amen? Not just be saved. Some people say, I am saved. This is the greatest miracle. But now you have to live by faith. The right should live. And your life should be a life of faith. But not the faith of your pastor. This is not what the Bible says. You cannot live with my faith. Did you know? My faith is just for myself. For me to be saved and for me to live. But you have to live by your faith. Look to the person next to you and say, you have to live by your faith. It's by not the faith of your leader or your pastor, but the faith that the seed produced in your heart. Amen? You have to live by the faith that the seed produced in your heart. Can you say Amen? Why you need to live by faith, Lord brothers? Hebrews 11:6 says, and it is, it is impossible to please God without faith. It's impossible. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. How many of you want to please God? Uh, just 30%. Okay, 30% here wants to please God, and the rest. <laughs> I'm going to ask again, another chance. How many of you want to please God? 80%. <laughs> okay, it's your decision. <laughs> but if you live... A natural life, as anyone else does, you will not please God. Sorry. If you live a natural life every day, you go to sleep, wake up, have your breakfast, go to work, work the whole day, make your money, go home, and then live this natural life. Sorry. You cannot please God. This is what the Bible says. And the Bible says it's not just hard. It is impossible to please God with no faith or also with little faith. You cannot please God. Because Jesus rebuked many times little faith. Did you remember? Do you remember that many times Jesus rebuked? Oh, you little faith. He's his only disciples, he rebooked it then because of you, little faith. But also, you are going to see Jesus praise those who were courageous and had and used their faith. And Jesus said, Wow, you have a greater faith. And you, you are going to see that in the Bible. Jesus rebooked little faith and Jesus praised greater faith. Would you like to please the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. God has a supernatural life planted for you in this earth. What did I say? God has a supernatural life planted for you in this earth. Do you agree with this? Yes. Say amen. 
First Corinthians 2.9 says, Whoever as it is written, What? No eye has seen? What? No ear has heard? And what? No human mind has conceived? The things that God has prepared for those who love him. How many here has been saved and loved the Lord? Amen. How many of you love the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, if you love the Lord, your eyes will see things that no one has seen. The Bible says, if you love the Lord, you will hear things that others cannot hear. The Bible says, if, he, if you love the Lord, you are going to receive direction and revelation that others cannot get. Amen. This is what the Bible says. If you love the Lord, you have to be different. Not natural. If you are natural, you are going to walk as everybody. There is no problem, okay? You are going to go to heaven one day. You are going to be saved because, the, because you are saved by faith. Amen? By the grace of God and by faith, you're going to be saved. But you are not going to experience the supernatural of God. And uh, unfortunately, there are many Christians who are saved, who are born again, but they do not understand that God called us to live a supernatural life by faith. And you need to experience that. Because this is an exciting life to live by faith. The righteous should live by faith. by faith. Why I am saying that, that we have to live this supernatural life. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but power. Or God's kingdom is not seen in talk, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not just that I come here just talking, or the people are not going to see the kingdom of God just through words, but the, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Romans 1.16. Romans 1.16 says... Let's read out together. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For what is the gospel? What is the gospel? What you are serving is the power of God. It's the gospel that you have accepted. And this is how you should live, beloved brothers. Or the gospel is the power of God for salvation. Is the power of God for deliverance. Is the power of God for healing. And all kind of blessings and miracles. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? The gospel is not just words. This is what we read. The gospel is not just words. The true gospel is the power of God which saves, sets free, heals, and transforms. Can you say amen? amen. Yeah, this is the gospel. God's power is available to all those who hear the word, believe, receive in their hearts, and confess with their mouths. You listen, take it, and you confess with your mouth. I am preaching and teaching about the power of seed. And the seed is the word of God. And years ago, beloved brothers, this seed, I was like you, just listening. And this seed entered in my heart. I remember the first time I entered into a church, I was an addicted young man in alcohol, drugs. My life was destroyed. And when the, the pastor was preaching, it's like he was talking about my life. And then that seed entered very powerful. And then I started crying, 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 crying. And, uh, but I was just crying in, 
inside of me because I could not cry. In order for the others not to see that I was crying. And that word entered inside my life. And from that day, in that day, I said, Jesus, my life belongs to you. And from that day, this seed transformed my life. And the, and the seed of the word of God produced faith in my heart. That seed that entered in that day started producing faith. And as a result, I began to preach. I began to preach to my friends. Blood brothers. Most of my friends, they born again. I was working in a meat factory. When I was 18, 19 years old. I, I, I invited them to church. And most of them, they born again. They saw the changes that the Lord did in my life. And from that time, I never stopped preaching the gospel. I lived in many different cities and towns. In Brazil and here. Everywhere I go, I am preaching this seed. And people are burning again and coming to Christ. I began also to, to pray. I started praying for people. Not just preaching and people getting saved. But I started praying for sick people. And people get healed. Then I started praying for people who were possessed. They were full of demons. And then people got delivered. Were delivered. In the beginning of my Christian life, I understood that the gospel was not just words. In the beginning, I understood the gospel is not words. In the beginning, I saw people being delivered from demons. In the beginning, I saw people getting healed. And I saw, wow, this is what I want for my life. The gospel is the power of God. And do you know how God will work here? Do you know how God will bring more and more people? Do you know how many people will be saved here? Do you know how much we are going to grow and have hundreds of people here? Do you know how? If we preach the gospel that it's the power of God. Amen. And people, they will see that there is one Jesus that is alive. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't want to preach a gospel of words, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. The word of God, the Bible, is a book full of miracles. Have you seen that? Yes. <laughs> if you don't believe that, please, you are in the wrong place. Start reading this book. You are going to see that this book is full of miracles. If you look at the disciples, the apostles, how they live it, <laughs> Miracles in their lives. Everywhere they are preaching, teaching, and miracles. And the Bible taught me about this kind of life. This is why I'm teaching you and preaching to you. The primitive church did not have a normal life. Do you have a normal life? The primitive church didn't have a normal life. They lived in the supernatural. And this is the church that will contaminate this town. This is the church, this is the church that lives in this way that will manifest Jesus. Amen. And many people will know that Jesus is alive. What, what's missing in churches today? What is missing? Receiving the seed of God's word, letting it grow. And bearing fruits. This is what is missing. The people maybe they are listening. But they are not producing fruits. Because what produces faith is the seed. The seed produces faith. Amen. You have, you have to. This is the, the understanding of that parable. The seed produces faith. If you don't keep the seed, no faith in your life, no faith, no salvation, no deliverance, no healing, no deliverance, no po the power of God. Without faith, we, you displease God. Did you know that? 
without faith we displease God. That is why I, as the pastor in this church, I have the responsibility to preach and teach about faith. Because I know you have to live by faith. You have to live this life that the righteous should live by faith. I have this challenge. This is my responsibility. Not just to be saved, but to live a victorious life. Because those who doesn't have this kind of faith, they start serving the Lord for one month, two months, for a year, and then stopped. I received one sad news days ago. Because one, per one person was in this church, and this person came to me and said, Pastor, I love this church. I love the preaching of this church. I love when you preach, teach, touch the bottom of my heart. I said, wow, oh, thank you. And days ago, this person said, I don't want to go anymore to church. I don't believe in God anymore. So sad to hear that. But in the beginning, it's, uh, it's what Jesus preached and taught. In the beginning, they received the word. And many people, they received the word of God, start walking. But if you don't walk in what I'm teaching today to you, you are not going to have this kind of faith and you are get, get in trouble. Without faith, you are lost. Did you get what I say? Without faith, you are lost. Without faith, you will fail. Without faith, you will not please the Lord. Because God does not answer needs. God answers faith. God does, does not answer needs. It's not because you need the thing that God will do. God always answers faith. This is so important that you have to grow your faith. And this is what I'm teaching you. Please receive this word. The word of God. Because this word will produce you this faith. And through this faith, you're going to be strong Christian. You're going to persevere until the end. You're going to serve the Lord. You're going to experience a lot of miracles. And you're going to go to the end to be received by the Lord as a faithful servant. Amen. But some of them... They're stopping the middle. Because they say, oh, it's a nice. Oh, I like it. But you have to keep it in your heart. And this is why I, I am teaching you. This is my responsibility. To challenge you to grow in your faith. And to walk in the supernatural. Can you say amen? amen. Because your lack of faith can prevent God from moving in your life. Your lack of faith can prevent God from moving your life. When God took his people from Egypt, out of Egypt, did you, did you remember? When God took his people from Egypt, he intended to take them to Canaan. He intended. He said, I'm going to bring you to the promised land. Don't broad, promised land is not heaven. Okay? Because in the promised land, there are a lot of enemies. They had to fight. Okay? It's not heaven. Promised land is this, earth, this world full of demons that you have to fight against them. I was teaching Saturday in my, in my house yesterday about this spiritual war that we are inside. And, and, that, and we have enemies to fight. And how are you going to win to overcome this demon? It's by faith. Your faith that we will overcome the world and the demons and everything that goes against your life. This is why you need it. And God promised them, I will bring you to the promised land. But the Bible says they never got there because of their unbelief, their lack of faith. God promised you, but maybe you are not going to enter. Why? Because of the lack of faith. Can you see how important it is? Hebrews 10:19. Hebrews 10:19. Let's read all together. So we see that they, are you with me? The, so we see that they could not enter because of their unbelief. 
your unbelief or lack of faith may prevent you from reaching God's promise and receiving what God has for you. Did you, did you get? The word of God, beloved brother, is full of promise. God has given you promise. But your unbelief or lack of faith prevents God from acting in your favor. How many of you want to have a greater faith that please God? How many of you want to have a greater faith that please God? I want to please God. I want. I want God to look at me and say, wow. And uh, the apostles recognized they didn't have enough faith. Did you know? Luke 17:5. The apostles said to the Lord, what they, did they say? Increase our faith. They realized that, and they asked Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. And what is our faith? What is faith? Did you remember? Or do you remember? Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is what? The substance of things hoped for. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. If we hope, I'm not talking about salvation because I'm talking to saved people, amen? You are saved by grace through faith. You are already saved. But now you have to use your faith for everything else. Everything else. You have to live by faith. In your daily life, by faith. And if you hope for miracles, we must believe in the evidence of things that cannot be seen. Did you get? If you hope for some things, what are you hoping for? What are you expecting? If you're expecting for something, we must believe in the evidence of things that you cannot see with natural eyes. So it takes faith to do that. It takes faith. Faith is giving substance to things not seen. I know sometimes it's not easy. But Jesus said in Luke, let's keep reading now verse 6, Luke 17, 6. Let's read all together. Because first they said, increase our faith, Lord. And then Jesus said, the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed. Repeating again, mustard seed. As a seed. If you have faith as a seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Blood brothers, please don't get distracted. They asked Jesus to increase their faith, right? They asked, increase our faith. But did you realize this question, what they asked Jesus, it's not scripture. It's not a scripture. It's unbiblical. It's unbiblical. You're, I'm going to show you. This is unbiblical. It's not a biblical to pray for faith. You can pray, of course. But the, the real reason how the faith will come is not by you praying. Faith doesn't come by praying. Faith comes? Everyone knows. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and receiving the seed of God's word. And the seed produces faith. Faith comes by hearing and receiving the seed. And the seed produces faith. Romans 10, 17. Let's read all together. So then, faith... Comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what, what I am doing right now. Amen? 
I am sowing seeds. Are you receiving? Yes. Are you receiving? I am sowing seeds. I'm throwing seeds here. Okay, if you want to, to get, so okay, Lord, I, 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 I received this seed. I am sowing the seed, and if, if the seeds enter into your heart, you produce many fruits. It will produce faith. The seed produces faith. Faith comes by hearing. The seed of God is powerful, but it needs to be planted. Jesus said, so the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed. I mean, that's what I'm going to talk about now. Jesus said, if you have faith as a mustard seed. Blood brothers, many people read this text and don't, they don't have any revelation, sorry. Because they say, Jesus said, if you have a small faith, like a mustard seed, this size, it will please God and you re re remove all the mountains from your life. <laughs> How? Jesus didn't say one thing and contradicted himself. Said, uh, if he said, if he rebuked little faith, how is he going to say, if you have a small, see, a small faith, it's okay, you're going to solve all your problems. This is not what Jesus said. Could you put again this verse, please? 17.6. Uh, 17.6. No way to put, okay. <laughs> but I'm going to read it to you. No, cannot go there, but I'm going to read it. The Lord said, if you have faith, as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, if you have faith as a mustard seed. Blood brothers, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you have to say. When we talk about faith as a seed, we are saying that all seeds must be planted. What did I say? Mm. Do you know what is it? <laughs> mustard seed? No. <laughs> if it was a mustard seed, I was holding it like this way. <laughs> mustard seed. This is a oak tree. Oak tree seed. I got this oak tree in Israel when I was there days uh, months ago. I got it from, a, from an oak tree. It's a big tree. It's a nice tree. And here inside, there are, there are a big, nice tree. But in order for us to have a, a nice tree, what should we, we have to do? First. If I give you this oak tree, or if I give you, you some carrot, se carrot seed, or if I give you some beetroot seed, lettuce seed, do you have the plant? Can you eat the plant if I just you keep the seed? What should you do? You need to plant it. You need some warm environment. You need to water it. I, I can guarantee you, if you plant it here in Ireland, you're not going to have. <laughs> because this is from tropical country. It's not like from Ireland. But every seed should be planted. And then Jesus said, if you have, if you have a faith like a mustard seed, you have to do something. What do you have to do? To plant it. And in Luke, Jesus teaches us again about the kind of faith that moves mountains. I want to read Luke 17, 5 and 6. I'm going to read again Luke 17, 5 and 6. Let's read all together. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. He said, increase our faith. We need a better faith or a greater faith. And he replied, Jesus replied, if you have a faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can 
say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. If you, maybe you know Jesus was talking about forgiveness in this context, okay? Jesus was talking about forgiveness. And the disciples said to him, Lord, increase our faith. Because it's not easy to forgive people. Increase our faith. As if it was God's responsibility to increase their faith. They They are saying, they said, Jesus, do something. Increase my faith. Increase our faith. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. If you have faith as a mustard seed, and he said, it's not me that I'm going to give you one greater faith. I'm going to give you the seed as a mustard seed, and you have to plant it in order to have. Then Jesus asked, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will speak to the mountain, the mountain will obey you. Or we must have faith like a seed. Say with me, I, I need to have a faith like a seed. Not small like the seed, like a seed. Like a seed. Because every seed we have to plant it. And also in the original Greek, faith with the seed-like feature. Or Jesus was not only saying that an, a tiny faith will do, but or, or we needed to plant it like a seed. Because as I told you, Jesus rebuked tiny faith. And he said, wow, you have a greater faith. In another parable, Mark 4, Jesus explained about the mustard seed. Let's, Mark 4, 31, 32. And Jesus says, it is like a, like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet... Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest all garden plants. Or Jesus speaks of the multiplication power of seeds. It is small. You have it. It is small. But if you plant it, if you water it, if you have one environment in your heart and say, Lord, you are faithful. And if you Say it out loud. And you say, Lord, you are faithful. Lord, I trust you. I am expecting. Lord, my eyes cannot see nothing right now. But I am expecting I will see. And you keep watering it. And in the future, you are going to have. Amen? Amen. But you have to plant it. (coughs) Jesus didn't say a tiny faith. No, if you have a faith like a mother, you have, you have to plant it. We need to exercise our faith. We need to increase the measure of faith. Everyone here has faith, isn't it? Yes. Do you have faith? Yes. Do you have faith? Yes. I know the Bible says God has given us a measure of faith. Everyone, because if you are saved, you have faith. But what you have to do with your faith? To use it. You have to exercise it. You have to believe. And then when the disciples asked Jesus to increase their faith, Jesus told them, you must, you, mu- you have to make your faith grow just like a mustard seed. They said, Jesus increase our faith. No, 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 it's not me. You are responsible. Look to the person next to you and say, you are responsible to make your faith, your faith grow. Jude said, Jude 1.3 says, you have to contend for the faith which was given us for all. But many people are waiting for God to do something. No, it's not God, it's you. Like the Bible says, you have to contend for the faith which was given to you once. When you were saved, God gave you a faith. And you have to battle. You have to contend for this faith. Can you say amen? amen. You just say, I believe in you, Lord. I believe in you, what you have said. 
You need to create this environment, and you are going to see the power of God. Hallelujah. And you have received this measure of faith. All of you have some faith. I know. All of you. And now you have to use it. You have to plant it because it will grow. Look to the person next to you and say, you have faith. Use it now. Yeah. Because miracles happen when you use your faith. Let's read. I, I, I am finishing now, and I want to read 2 Corinthians 4.13. Let's see the component of faith. And now I am finishing. The component of faith. Since we have the same spirit of faith, do you have the spirit of faith? Yes. Yeah, I have this spirit of faith. According to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. I believe it and therefore I spoke. And we also believe and therefore speak. I believe it, therefore I spoke, and we also believe and therefore speak. Bible faith is made up of two main components. What did I say? Bible faith is made of two components, not just one, not just to believe. It's made of two components. Because Jesus said, let's get what Jesus said. What Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you have to say to the mountain. <laughs> Did you get the point? If you have faith, you have to say. Some people have faith in their heart, but what are you speaking? What are you saying? What are you saying destroying your faith? This is the point, the last, our, my last message. What do you say is so important because this is the two component. You believe and you say. We, we believe and you say. And what are you saying? Because what you are saying, what are you complaining about the circumstances? You are destroying what God wants to do in your life. Did you get the point? Jesus, Jesus said, if you have faith, you have to save. Then you have to say. Then faith comes by Faith comes by hearing, and it is released by speaking. Faith comes by hearing, listening, but is released by speaking. Did you get? Faith comes by? But is released? Faith comes by? Listening, hearing, and is released? This is what the Bible says. Did you get the point? You are receiving the seed... But you have to release it. You must have both believing and speaking in order to have your faith to work. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And we see the same principle uh, in the word of God. In Romans 10. That says, if you declare Jesus as your Lord. If you declare Jesus with your, your Lord. And you believe in your heart, you will be saved. This principle is about everything. For you to be saved, you have to believe in your heart and to confess. Everything is you have to believe and you have to confess. And many people, they believe in the heart, but they are not confessing. And you are destroying what God wants to do and to perform. Let's stand up, please. Don't move, please. Don't move. Because uh, it's so important. It's your decision now. Jesus said in Mark 11, Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in your heart, but believes in those things that he says, he will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. Jesus didn't say that you will have whatever you believe. Because you believe in your heart. But you have to say. This is the main problem. Many people believe in their heart, but they don't say anything. 
and your mouth speak what your heart is full of. Did you get the point? Until you are saying agree with your believing, you are not exercising the Bible faith, the biblical faith. You have to believe in your heart, and you need to say with your mouth. I have many testimonies that I had with the Lord. Last week, or two weeks ago, Michael came to me. Michael, say hello. Say hello, Mike. Yeah, Michael's there. And he came to me and said, he never asked me prayer. Never. And he came to me and said, Pastor, I have a strong pain in my back. Please, pray for me. I said, I'm going to pray for you. Do you believe that God will heal you? He said, yes, 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 yes. I don't know if I pressured him, but I said, yes, yes. Then I prayed for him. I put my hands up on his back. And then when I finished, he said, how is your back? Wow, no pain. Did you receive that miracle, Michael? Yeah? And he came to me the next week and said, Pastor. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. What? He said, Pastor, thank you for healing me. I said, no, 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 I didn't heal you. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Jesus healed you. Amen. Jesus healed you. Like, beloved brothers, you have to believe, but you have to say out loud. The main problem is what you believe you are not saying. Please, you need to, this, the faith has these two components. Close your eyes, please. Let's pray right now. Maybe... We know that like the Lord has greater things to do in your life. Like in the Bible says that we, we are saved through faith. But now you have to live by this faith. And, and, and to live it, you have to believe your heart, but you have to say it out, Lord. Jesus said, if you have faith, like a mustard seed, you have to say. And many people have a faith and they are Quiet, they are saying nothing, or maybe they are saying bad things, and they are saying, it's not going to happen, I do not know where you are complaining, you are destroying the seed of the Lord. Please, you have to have this two component in your life. Lord, I do pray, Lord, for all my brothers and sisters right now. Please, if you if maybe you you are you have failing. Receiving the word, you have to talk to the Lord right now and say, Lord, please, I want to get this seed into my heart. So you don't need to pray for, to increase your faith. You have to say, Lord, I, help me to put it in practice. I want to get this word into my heart. It's, it's my responsibility to believe. And Lord, I want to walk from here today in faith, I want to fight, for, to contend for my faith. Started praying right now and say, Lord, move in my life, Lord. I don't, I, want, I don't want to live a natural life. I want to walk by faith. I want to live by faith. Lord, touch my life. Touch my life. Started praying right now. Started praying as I pray for you. Started praying. Lord, I pray, Lord, for my brothers and sisters. Lord, I pray, Lord, because we are going to see many miracles, Lord, in this place. Lord, we are going to see many people saved, many people delivered, many people healed. Lord, and this will bring glory to your name, Jesus. This is you bring much glory to your name. Lord, this is why I am praying. Because the gospel is the power of God. It's not about words. But you want to see, Lord, your power. We're moving here in a very powerful way that people will enter here in this place. People, they are going to be healed. They are going to be transformed. And Jesus, you are going to be glorified. It's not about us. It's about you, Jesus. And you want to see your name being glorified. And as many people come to this place, they are going to receive the word. They are going to receive salvation. They are going to receive deliverance. They are going to receive really 
coming. They are going to receive many miracles. And you, Jesus, will receive all the glory. Lord, use us. Use our faith. Lord, I bless all my brothers and sisters today that they can use their faith. Lord, in Jesus' name, give this courage, Lord. Oh, in Jesus' name, take out our weakness from our lives and give us boldness, courage, Lord, to use our faith, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we thank you for your grace in this place. And I declare, Lord, we are going to use our faith and your name will be exalted and glorified and you are going to receive all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray and everybody say Amen and amen. God bless you. Please, I challenge you. This week, use your faith. Amen? Use your faith. If someone comes to you and say, I have some headache, can I pray for you? If you have someone that uh, they are in trouble, can I pray for you? Use your faith. Amen? God bless you in Jesus' name.